Hello, this is Gary, and you're listening to Thinking Out Loud. Today, it's Sunday, June 27th, 2021. thought on this podcast, since it's been a little while again since recorded one, and uh, it's getting a little ways into the summer, I'd do just kind of a review of kind of the current state of the political system, the United States of America, and where it's at right now. Hopefully, options for future. But to start basically, current political system in the United States of America is one in which there are two organizations, basically, that represent the interest of a population of 300 plus million people. Uh, basically get two. Uh, now there are other organizations beyond just Republican and Democrat. There's Libertarian, Green Party, Socialist Party. There's even Communist Party. Um, Constitutionalist Party. I not said that already. And there's other ones too. Those all together, all of those other ones, total about... Well, it's a single-digit percentage. I forget what it is, but it's something like maybe 4 or 5% total between all of them. So basically, there's two organizations that represent the interests of the people of the United States of America. At least that's what we're presented. And now neither option is that great, but one option is particularly vile and destructive uh, towards democracy. You know, the, the the other one that's less destructive is leaves a lot to be desired, certainly. Uh, but one is basically sort of, in its current state, is an anti-democratic organization. Blatantly out in the open, you, you know, and, and that's what they're doing. Um, sort of tying to old connection is like their only calling card right now. You know, the Republican Party is very much... Um, adamant about calling themselves the party of Lincoln. That's that's a name only. You know, it is true. Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. But he had totally different views than what the modern-day Republican Party has. A very different type of mindset and view on government. And I, Abraham Lincoln's from the 19th century, so his views are still pretty archaic, you know, uh, they don't. Some of them don't translate real well to the 21st century, but he was certainly ahead of his time. Modern day Republican Party is a way, way throwback. You know, going way, way back to a very harsher, more oppressive time of um, rule that was kind of the uh, the standard way throughout much of the world. Uh, it, most of civilizations have had pretty oppressive ruling styles. And the Republican Party in its current form seems to be most enthusiastically supportive of that type of government. One that is very fascist in nature, oppressive, aggressive, violent towards those who stand out or disagree. Um, so it, it, it's a little scary uh, because you need a counterpoint to the other one it's just the the ideal counterpoint to the Democrats should be some an organization that still supports democracy. 
uh, but the current Republican Party does not. Um, it's in its current form, its current leadership. Not necessarily talking about the people who vote Republican. You know, and most likely many people voting Republican still to this day are mostly voting out of habit, out of nostalgia, out of connections to something that it once was. And the Republican Party in its current form does that all the time. You know, they'll reference Ronald Reagan or Abraham Lincoln or Eisenhower or whatever. Um, you know, we're those guys, but, but they're not. They're kind of the same in name only. So, to dig a little deeper into the Republican Party, its main focus as an organization, what its leadership does once they get into office, whether it's the House of Representatives or state government or the U.S. Senate, their main purpose, their primary objective is to cut taxes for the wealthy and cut taxes for corporations. First and foremost, and in fact, uh, when Donald Trump was elected back in 2016 and very early into his term, it was 2017, it was barely spring, Republicans passed the bill in the House and then the Senate that did just that, cut taxes for the wealthy and cut taxes for corporations. Some of those corporations very soon after fired people like 10,000, just one company alone. Yeah. What was the benefit to working class people? Nothing. Why would there be any benefit? But it's important to remember that that organization, first and foremost, because they have to talk about a lot of other things, you know, cutting taxes for the wealthy and cutting taxes for corporations, obviously and clearly, does not directly benefit working class people, obviously. But that is what the Republican Party does, first and foremost. It is their primary objective. But again, they need to talk about other things in order to convince you to vote for them, in order to convince you to continue to support them as an organization. But those other things they're talking about are secondary issues, if even concerns at all. They're secondary concerns. They'll get to them when they get to them, if they even give two shits at all, like abortion and stuff like that. The average elected representative probably cares two shits one way or the other. Um, the idea of making a certain type of medical procedure that's existed for hundreds if not thousands of years illegal is very cumbersome logistically and legally. How do you possibly do that? Do you make getting a certain type of medical procedure a crime? What it, It's extremely cumbersome. You know, so what? Ob so there are obvious, you know, more holistic, positive solutions there. But many people have very extremely passionate views on that particular subject, and so the Republican Party and its representatives can manipulate those people. Okay, start talking about abortion to convince those people to vote for them. Many times they can do just two things, one thing really, say two words, pro-life. They can just say that they're pro-life and that makes it easy. And Oh, they're pro-life, so that's the one I'm going for. Do they really care one way or the other? Are they going to try to ban abortion and to make it illegal, make it a crime to have that particular medical procedure? Probably not. No. 
You voted for that Republican because they're pro-life. Now that they're in office, what are they going to do? They're going to cut taxes for the wealthy and cut taxes for corporations. This is going to create a budget deficit. That means the amount being spent is more than the amount being brought in in tax revenue. So what's the second step the Republican Party will have to do? Well, they're going to need to cut funding to Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, public education, and infrastructure. What's the benefit to you, the working class person? Nothing. No benefit to you. No. No, you get nothing. No, again, I understand. You're pro-life. That's why you voted for that Republican. Because they're going to do whatever. I, I don't know really what that means as far as the government. If you're pro-life. You want to speak out against abortion. You want to encourage sex education so people are practicing safe sex. So there's fewer unwanted pregnancies. Great. You want to increase funding to orphanages and stuff like that. Great. You want to increase funding of food stamp things and programs to make it easier to take care of a child that is brought into the world that maybe you weren't prepared for and such like that. You're, you're all fully supportive of those kind of things. Yes, because you're pro-life. You just don't like the idea of abortion. You're very uncomfortable with it. I understand that I am too. However, I don't really think the government should be getting involved in that. But aside from all that, again, that little tangent is necessary because what's its purpose? It's to get you all fired up about abortion, which is a completely irrelevant issue to what that Republican you voted for is actually going to do once they're in office. They can give two shits about abortion, transgender bathrooms, or whatever the fuck. They don't give a shit. They don't really care about that kind of stuff. They'll say whatever the fuck you want them to say. Yeah. Um, in order for you to vote for them so that they can cut taxes for the wealthy and cut taxes for corporations. This will create a budget deficit, which will force them to cut funding to Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, public education, and infrastructure. Now, what happens to the wealthy? Well, they get wealthier. Yeah, even more wealthy. People who are stupendously wealthy now have more money. You, the regular person who are busting your ass just to squeak by, are now going to have to bust your ass even harder just to continue to squeak by. Yay. Yay. But you're pro-life, so you're going to keep voting Republican. Hmm. Um... It is what it is, though. The Republican Party is what it is. They have fully come out in the open as to being what they are. There's a couple rogue agents here and there, and they're not really that rogue. Mitt Romney is hardly the advocate for the people, but he at least stood up to Trump a few times. He at least has some level of backbone. But Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, Jim Jordan, Marco Rubio, Ted Cruz, Gates, Matt Gates, Gomer, you know, just the, just the murderous role of... I mean, unre unrepentant, just assholes who, who do not care. So we have to stop electing those. And if your only excuse for voting them is you don't like the other ones, well, we need more options. Yes, the other one's not all that great either. You know, they're all over the place. And that's the one thing that the, the sort of attack on the Democratic Party kind of misses because it's, it, it's, it falls flat. Because they, they kind of liberals and hippies or something. It's like, no, Democrats are everybody. It's everybody else. Everyone who gets it. 
Everyone who understands that the Republican Party is awful, you can't vote them, but then you're like left with nothing. You know, it's, what is it, Green Party? I'm not voting for a fucking socialist. The Socialist Party, I'm not voting Socialist Party. I'm not voting for a fucking communist. I'm not voting Libertarian either. I don't really believe the government should have zero involvement in the economy at all. No, I, I think there should be things that when we see certain outliers happening, certain, you know, funnels of money that are just pouring into these certain sectors of the economy, and then we notice that those certain sectors of the economy are ravaging our planet. How about we look into that? Yeah. You know, there's people that are making a fuck ton of money off of coal and oil, and that shit's causing a lot of problems. I understand there's uh, side effects to some of the alternatives, but we obviously need to look into things here. And the people who are accumulating massive amounts of money, there's expenses that are accruing because of their product that they aren't paying for for some reason. Why is that? Their taxes need to be higher. Okay, They're accruing expenses, and that's something that's not really explained well. You know, uh, People get fired up about marginal taxes and stuff, and it's like, well, that's a few thousand people that are paying them, and they need to pay them because there's expenses that they're accruing that they're just sort of putting on society. Well, why don't they just pay them directly? That would be a little easier that way. You know, it's a less of a burden for society. You know, we have to keep supporting all these wealthy people, keep busting our ass so all that money can be funneled upward. At least that is the corporate model, you know. The Republican Party is very pro-corporate. Some in the Democratic Party are as well, but as, as far as a monolithic organization, the Republican Party is very much a corporate entity. It's very much benefit big, massive corporations, you know, which are soldiering. You know, I've worked for a few different corporations in my adult life, and they suck, all of them. I mean, it dehumanizes you in a certain way. It's just, it's... um. And it was probably in the most dreary of, of uh, corporate experiences. I worked in a call center in retention uh, for the cable company. In a, you know, fucking cubicle talking on the phone for eight hours a day. But it made enough to etch out some sort of, well, this is what the American dream is. You got a house with a fucking car and pets and stuff. So get married and have kids. It made just enough to kind of support that. And thankfully, it also had enough where free time was kind of, sort of, kind of encouraged if you were doing well enough. So I certainly took advantage of that. Those three and a half years working in that call center feels, you know, every day was basically a repeat of the previous day. So it's not like there's a whole flood of memories or anything. It was just a dreary job that I grinded through. Not really anything that great about it. It's something you do purely for the pay. And that's what most corporate gigs are. Small businesses, however, offer a different opportunity, um, but with many of the Republican-style tax measures, it's very difficult for small businesses to get underway, despite their sort of pretending like Democrat things or the ones that, no. Um, the, the leftist approach would be to, to create all sort of incentives for small businesses to thrive and to sort of, it's punishes the far, is too strong of a word, the wrong word for corporations that get too big but a sort of some sort of netting that, that kind of hinders them from getting too too big 
you know, why does there need to be a McDonald's in every single town? Why is that necessary? You know, why can't there be in every little small town one or two or even three decent little places to get a fairly quick meal, burger joint types thing or whatever? You know, they're always better. McDonald's is not good. You know, they're they're certainly not good at good enough at making food to be that huge and profitable of a company. They're, they're just not. You only realize that more if you ne if you don't eat them for like years and years and years. It, it's like the the allure eventually just goes away, and then it's like, how the fuck do people eat that shit? Like, don't eat it for like a while, and only eat like you know, grass fed cows and stuff if you do eat meat and or you know and you get a burger get it from the local place that's like grilled right there and all that and it's all fresh meat and only do that for like at least a year and then just drive by a mcdonald's and the smell of it it, it won't smell the it'll smell funky it won't smell like food it'll smell like mcdonald's you know it's not good stay away from it <laughs> but with the Republican party it's very much like they make everything corporate. Make it so that every single city is basically just a carbon copy of the other city. That there's no individuality at all. There's no real true small businesses that are allowed to thrive. Corporations basically own everything. Every little sector of the economy is gobbled up by big massive corporations. And then you even have multi-conglomerate corporations that are several different sectors wide, you know. And multi-billion, even trillion dollar entities massive massive amounts of power that they can then use to buy off politicians who then create laws that benefit those said corporations stop voting republican now don't blindly vote democrat because again they're the lesser of the two evils they have they leave a lot to be desired so for them you have to more go by candidate but in the year 2021 if you have a candidate running for office and they're running as an r unapologetically with no explanation as to why r do not vote for that person Okay, because they're 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 not going to represent your interest as a working class person, you know. If if you've been passionately voting Republican for years out of worrying that the Democrats are going to steal your guns or whatever it is, or you don't like the teaching of history the way it happened, you know, you're uncomfortable with those sort of things. You don't need to vote against your own interest, though, and that's what a vote for the Republican Party is. Now, the other thing to consider with the Republican Party, in addition to it being the organization that cuts taxes for the wealthy and cuts taxes for corporations, is in more, even more recent years, it's become the organization that has become almost solely and exclusively about protecting the political aspirations of one particular individual, a man by the name of Donald John Trump. So that should lead us to another review there. Now, everyone knows who Trump is. He's the former president of the United States, 45th president of the United States of America. That's certainly true. But who is he really? You know, he, he's been in the limelight for quite a while. I became aware of Donald Trump when I was probably, I don't know how young I was. It was sometime in the 1980s. It might have been Lifestyles with Rich and Famous or something with Robin Leach. So maybe as early as 85, 86, 87, somewhere in there. But I was always pretty familiar with him. He's always confused as to why why he was famous. But Donald Trump was a uh, a one of those sort of born wealthy type people. 
Donald Trump in, in no way, shape, or form is a self-made individual. Not that really anyone is, but him in particular. Donald Trump inherited $400 million from his father. Uh, he had a trust fund set up for him when he was a small child. And by the time Donald Trump was about eight or nine years old, he was already a millionaire. I got to go to exclusive private schools and such and had a lifestyle that was extremely affluent and extravagant and it became the lifestyle that he became accustomed to. He was able to get into Ivy League schools not because he was smart but because he was wealthy and his father paid money to that school to get his son in. Donald Trump was not a good student. He's not a scholar. He was not a person that really applied himself in any way. He's simply a man that was born into money. A massive amount of money. He inherited $400 million from his father over the course of his life. Donald Trump's foray into fame uh, came in the 1970s, him and his father. After Donald Trump graduated college, he got a job working for his father. They paid some stupid amount of money in addition to Donald Trump's trust fund that he already had. He was already quite wealthy at the time. But he got a job working for his, his father's real estate company. And that company refused to rent their condos to minorities. And this is another theme of Donald Trump's life. It's been a known fact about Donald Trump to for many people. There's too many white people that don't know this fact about Donald Trump. But Donald Trump is a known racist. And it's a, it's a, very much a part of his story. And it's been a recurring theme throughout his life. Um, his father was even more so. Um, and that's kind of the person that kind of trained Donald Trump to be who he is. Uh, Donald Trump's father, Fred Trump, was a vicious, cruel man uh, who, you know, com the common term would be a slumlord, is basically what he was. Uh, but a, just a person who cared about money and not much else. Uh, but he was sort of Trump's, Donald Trump's uh, kind of mentor and more than father figure, he was his father. His father was trained Trump to be a sort of vicious sociopathic person and kind of trained him also to be racist and sexist and that kind of thing and Donald Trump definitely embraced those things and those were recurring themes throughout his life both being racist and being sexist being you know not just womanizing but harassing men harassing women recurring theme throughout his life um, he, he never really stopped being that way but again that's also what started the whole fame for Donald Trump back in the 1970s. He was being racist, judging people by what they look like, refusing to do business with someone simply because of what they look like. And that's how the fame got going for Donald. So he didn't really learn a lesson or anything. He, he sort of, fame is fame, whether it's notoriety or infamy or whatever, it doesn't really matter, especially even in modern times. So that was kind of what got him going. Uh, and then throughout the 80s and 90s, Donald Trump bankrupted six different companies. Uh, he was a known associate of the Gambino crime family as well as other New York crime families. Um, he's suspected of having known associations with various uh, Russian criminal interests as well as various criminal interests around the world. The Trump Organization, which is currently under criminal investigation in, from the New York District Attorney, is most likely simply a front for organized crime and that the Trump family is just a a crime family but just operating fully out in the open barely but a pretty poor facade it's pretty easy to just kind of look around the side and be like oh shit there's you know 
there's shady business going on here, clearly and obviously. But um, fame and publicity and hype and marketing and promotions are pretty powerful things, and especially in our society. Money has a way of kind of warping people's perceptions, I guess. Um, but he was never a good business person. That's an important thing to understand. He had a few kind of mild things that he didn't fuck up that worked out all right. But a lot of those are just having the right people around you and letting them do what they need to do, um, which he's had here and there over the years. And when those people were there, things got done. When it's him running the show, shit gets fucked up. But he had some involvement in overseeing an ice skating rink get refurbished in New York many years ago. That was one of his successes. And then there was the uh, Continental Hotel that was getting refurbished. But again, he's not designing it and building it and, and sort of the lead construction guy on it or something. No, he's just sort of his name's on the project. You know, he has some sort of what's he, what's he specifically doing in the involvement of the building? It, it it's not really clear because he doesn't know how to do that. You know, he just has lots of money that he's access to and he can pay people. Um, but anyway, he, he did have a couple minor. You know, success is there. He also had a, a cameo in the movie Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. He had a cameo in that, playing himself. Uh, he was a frequent guest on the Howard Stern Show. And he also appeared on WWE a, a few times. You know, so he, he was kind of like a, kind of a D-list celebrity. You know, he was just kind of always around. Um, he, would, he would be in the news usually when he fucked up, you know, uh, like when, when another company of his went bankrupt. You know, uh, remember that story when he had the Taj Casino Motel? You know, the house always wins, but apparently not when it comes to Donald Trump. The Taj Mahal cleared bankruptcy today. You know, um, but he was, he was just that kind of guy. He was just kind of a dude that was just kind of a fuck up, you know, racist, sexist kind of asshole guy. Um, that just was always fucking things up. But he was born wealthy. So we're supposed to like, I, I don't know, we're, we're supposed to think he's awesome or something. I never understood why. I, I never really understood the appeal of the man. He's just, uh, he's an idiot, you know. Um, and I can't really think of a decent thing about the man. And that's going way back, you know. He's just a douchebag. But he had a lot of money, you know. And, th and that was it, you know. But... You know, being the host of the of the game show, that that it rose him to a new level of fame, and that, and that's a whole thing. With just to review that about Donald Trump and his game show hosting experience. After Donald Trump had his sixth bankruptcy in the late '90s, he he kind of disappeared, and I remember at the time being pretty gleeful that he it was like, all right, that guy's finally done because it had happened before. There'll be people in news or whatever that are have a certain they're getting their 10 minutes of fame and then something happens and they just they they vanish from the spotlight never to appear again and in the late 90s I thought that's what was happening with Trump but I was I was dead wrong you know uh, he had a sixth bankruptcy he fucked up again so I thought it was like okay finally the cat's out of the bag the guy's a fraud you know he's not good at running companies he's horrible at it it's all a front you know, I didn't word it that way as a 17, 18, 19 year old or whatever 
year it was that he but that's I remember being happy that he was bankrupt yet again and the way it was covering it seemed like he was done what brought him back what like that that opening of the apprentice game show with the was it the OJ's money 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 and he's walking out of the plane wearing the nice suit and then he walks out so it's like he's back and and why is he back because well, he's he's the host of a show now like he didn't do anything prior to the show to revitalize his career that's kind of how the show was trying to present it and he had some stupid thing I think maybe at the beginning of The Apprentice to try to pretend like he was doing some like he, he had made a return but no the show itself was his return a producer of a game show hired Donald Trump to be the host that's it and the show became a hit you know so this this guy who inherits 400 million dollars and here's the other thing during this time before the game show and all that he ran for president he was never taken seriously because he's Donald Trump he's a famous fuck-up known ties to criminal associations bankruptor of companies just a complete dipshit the vast majority of people knew that going all the way back to the early 90s when he first started running for president back then it was as a reformed party candidate a third party he didn't even get the nomination of that party they instead went with Pat Buchanan, who ended up with like 3% of the vote or some shit. Um, he's run as Democrat, and obviously most recently as Republican. He'll switch his political legions as the wind blows. The um, Republican Party, though, has went a little off kilter during the Obama years. Uh, and the Republican organization, which for many years is primarily focused on cutting taxes for the wealthy and cutting taxes for corporations had to start finding other ways to convince regular people to go with them and so they yeah they were definitely kind of going out of the box i guess during the obama years uh, because the leaders of that organization are what they are mitch mcconnell is what he is lindsey graham is what he is Th those people do what they do they cut taxes for wealthy and they cut taxes for corporations and then they vote to cut funding to Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, public education and infrastructure. None of those things are going to benefit working class people. They have to convince a certain percentage, not a majority, they don't need a majority, but at least enough spread out in certain pockets of the country and if they can, if they can, what they can do is they can kind of carve neighborhoods in half and stuff to, so they can basically pick their voters. You know, Then they can get those they can stay in power. The majority of the country is obviously not going to vote for tax cuts for the wealthy and tax cuts for corporations because the vast majority of the population is nowhere near wealthy. Even among the wealthy people, there's people who don't support that kind of thing. If I ever became wealthy, I would not support tax cuts for wealthy people. It doesn't make any sense. It's really stupid. A tiered system where over certain tiers you start paying a substantially higher percentage makes perfect sense especially if those tiers are way up there you know like 10 million anything earned over 10 million in one year you're gonna pay a higher percentage on that okay yes yeah that sounds great who does that affect a few thousand people maybe you know and they're 
top of the heap and they're doing just fine and their net income after taxes and fees and everything they'll be doing just fine yeah they're they're not going to become homeless or anything i know we're really worried about that those wealthy multimillionaires becoming instantly homeless or something because they have to pay a marginal tax rate no it's not going to happen rest assured working class conservative those wealthy folks that are going to have to pay that marginal tax they are not going to come become poor having to pay that not even close not even kind of actually like they're still going to be quite well even after they pay that tax bill they'll be just fine yeah so don't worry i know that's like keeping you up at night worrying about how those wealthy people are going to pay that marginal tax and those wealth taxes and the estate taxes it's like how are they going to do that they'll have their accountant handle it for them <laughs> you know um, that wealthy person specifically is not going to actually pay it they're just going to have their accountant handle it for them it's just a number on a page that transfers hands you know they have massive amounts of liquid assets that's it's no big deal you, you know it, it, there is zero hardship involved with the marginal tax there's a perception of hardship but it's not a hardship worrying about how you're going to make enough to pay the rent or food or put gas in your vehicle to get to work so that you can earn money to pay the rent and those are stresses those are hardships those are real deal but having so much money that you're not sure how you're going to move things around so that you can pay your marginal tax bill that's not really a hardship that's maybe you're spending a little too recklessly and being a little too ridiculous so it's going to be reined in a smidge. Oh, shucks. But that is what the Republican Party is. They're very much on catering to the interests of those. That's a very tiny, tiny group of people. It, it, in some cases, it's not even really the 2%. It, it's like a percentage of the 2%. You know, they maybe represent 70 to 80% of the 2%. You know, because there's plenty of people, and we know them, who are, you know, wealthy movie stars and actors and artists and stuff like that, that tend to lean left. They tend to be more progressive and stuff, even though they themselves are quite wealthy, meaning they would be proponents of they themselves having to pay a higher tax rate. Why? Well, because they're smart, educated people and know that their lifestyle that they become accustomed to would be perfectly fine and unchanged in any way, shape or form, even if they had to pay a higher tax rate. They'd be just fine. They're not living on the margins, you know. They're doing okay. They got things coordinated. They have wealth advisors that take care of that shit for them, okay. They're not toddlers like Mr. Trump is, who squandered his fortune countless times and was always running into debt. He's a piss-poor businessman. And, in fact, this is another fact about Donald Trump and the who-is-Donald-Trump thing. He lost more money than any other American several years running. In the 1980s he was in fact the worst literally business person in all of America for several years not the best the worst not he wasn't you know in the top hundred or something no no he was the worst and him making various lists of being the wealthiest was all fluff you know basically him lying now the other thing with the who is Donald Trump and why are we discussing Donald Trump? Because he is the person that the Republican Party in the most recent years have become almost exclusively enamored with and is exclusively representing. 
Donald Trump is also the person that, while president, abused his power, among many other things. He was he will go down in history as the worst president in U.S. history, bar none. Uh, did we avert a disaster? It'll it'll take time to truly find that out. You know how passionately loyal are those that stuck with them for all those years? Some of them were so loyal that they tried to overthrow the government of the United States of America. Yeah, through violence. And yes, using weapons. Some of the people that invaded the Capitol, one died and several police officers were injured or maimed. The people died that day. Yeah. You know, it's, there was violence. There was weapons. It, it was an invasion. Uh, I think they were trying to... I, I don't know really what was going through the heads of people that were that blindly supportive of Trump. I, I just don't know how people got there. You know, the guy famous for being a con man, but... Um, yeah, that man while in president did abuse his power. He extorted the Ukrainian president for personal political favors. He, he committed a crime, really. If, if you're a regular person and he did what he did, that'd be called extortion. Because he was the president, it, it, it's seen as just unethical or something. But no, it, he, he abused his power. He committed extortion against a foreign ally, a person representing a country that needed our help, that we had already agreed to help, Donald Trump held up that help under no, without any sort of um, thinking about the effects on our country, and did it purely for his own personal political ambition. Yeah. Now, the Republican Party does represent that man. That, that is what they are about. Because they doubled down. When Donald Trump abused his power, the Republican Party's defense of Mr. Trump was abuse of power is not justification to be removed from office. Yeah, that was their defense. So in other words, yes, he did abuse his power, but... We're not going to remove him from office, and what's the real reason they're not going to? Because Donald Trump had an R next to his name, and early in his presidency, he did what? He signed a tax bill that cut taxes for the wealthy and cut taxes for corporations, and some of those corporations started firing people right away. Yep. So he delivered on the Republican Party's primary, first and foremost, focus. So they stuck with them. They were willing to put up with all kinds of stuff. You know. Which of course makes them look really, really bad. But they know and are extremely confident in the fact that they have millions of devout followers around the world. Well, not around the world, but around the U.S. But there's people like those folks here in the U.S. There's parts... There's people like those folks in other parts of the world, too, you know, that kind of are extremely susceptible to propaganda and just kind of gobble it up and let propaganda stations dictate to those people how to live and how to think. And then those people act on those, you know, guidance and make really poor choices, you know. Obviously, Fox News was not telling people to invade the Capitol necessarily, but they're certainly, they're stewing the pot, you know. There's people... News Corp is making a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Robert Rupert Murdoch is an extremely wealthy individual. You know, he makes a lot of money doing what he's doing. 
selling propaganda. And there's millions of Americans that gobble it up. They love it. They can't get enough of it. It's part of their daily routine. They're inundated with it. And they will never admit that it, that is indeed what they're listening to. Propaganda. That is what it is. That's what Fox News is. So there's 35 million people a day. Something like that. It's insane. There's a lot of people that watch that shit. Day in, day out. Some of them hours and hours a day. It'll mess with your mind. It, It's not good for you. It's not healthy. You know. But there, there's a passionate sort of attachment to that kind of message which is all about anger and hatred and divisiveness because that's another way for the Republican Party to win divide the working class pretend like that working class person who looks different than you practices a different religion than you or whatever whatever sort of thing that their pundits on Fox News are telling you that you should not like about that person pretend like that's just like they're so different you know yeah, they're not like working for a living, you know. The vast majority of us work for a living. We are working class people. We go to work, the money we make working pays for our food and where we live. We don't have any trust fund. We don't have massive amounts of money in a 401k or something like that. We don't have some massive inheritance. The vast majority of us must work. And many of us probably work shit that maybe we don't love all that much. So we're all, the vast majority of us, in the same page there. The only way the Republican Party can win, though, is by dividing us. you got to glob us up. you got to pit us against each other for various things. Well, these people are trying to steal your guns. Who? When? Where? What are you talking about? I don't want your damn gun. You know? Stuff like that. But propaganda's very... Well, it, it messes with the mind. It you know it, it it can be in a, become an addiction for people almost because they're not realizing that that's what they're watching. U.S. has been doing it's been happening for a while. You know it was kind of all fun and games when there was just Fox News. It looked so ridiculous, but now it's 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 seeped into local networks. There's local networks across the country who are Sinclair Broadcasting owned and operated, which is propaganda news on now on the local le level it's a national you know big corporation that owns your local affiliate so it's not a local affiliate you know it, it's not local news it's look it's it, it's a national corporation pretending to be your local news station and you might even have some carryover people that were there before Sinclair took over a few here and there who are trying to and maybe that's just it they're there to try and maintain some sort of journalistic integrity to not allow the ship to go fully down into propaganda bullshit but they're uh, gonna be fighting an uphill battle if you're if your local station is a Sinclair broadcasting station it has there are levels of propaganda on that station what levels it's probably going to vary from market to market and how they how subtle and overt they are so be careful you know you gotta gotta get out and about i think as corona comes out and stuff people hopefully get together more interacting more hopefully better education on what you know different programs are that can benefit people 
and better understanding of the uh, primary focus of the Republican Party and so people stop voting for that organization. Because the main thing in, with the, the who is Republican Party and who is Donald Trump is the Republican Party is one of the two main options. And for many working class people who identify as being conservative, they consider it their only option. We have to come up with better options for people to vote if Democrats not an option. We have to convince people to stop voting Republican. How do we do that? You know, I think through better education can help. Um, understanding what it is that that organization does. So again, just to review, the Republican Party is the organization that protects the interests of the wealthy through tax cuts for the wealthy and tax cuts for corporations. This will create a budget deficit, which will mean there will be a necessity in their minds, and that, that's how they will present it. There will be a necessity to cut funding to Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, public education, and infrastructure. So, in other words, wealthy people will have more money, and their way of life will become more extravagant. The roads that you drive on and the bridges you drive on will go longer between inspections and repair. So there might be a higher chance of a collapse or some, some sort of break of some kind. Infrastructure covers a lot of stuff. So the sewer treatment plant, maybe it just goes a little bit longer without funding, things like that. Sure. You know, maybe the power plant goes a little longer without being inspected, stuff like that. That's kind of inf infrastructure. Public education, maybe the school that's falling apart just just continues to fall apart and it doesn't get fixed. But again, rest assured, the wealthy will have more money and their way of life will get even more extravagant. Everybody else, the working class folk, the basic stuff, the basic stuff, will become, you know, in more dis disrepair or whatever and more crumbling infrastructure. Uh, the, wealth, the, the estates of the wealthy will be get more and more ridiculous and, and absurdly fantastic or whatever. They, they'll have these kingly estates. More working class people will sort of slide into poverty. Those already in poverty will slide into homelessness and, and just sort of abject poverty. Yeah. Um, so that's happening kind of in slow motion, but kind of fast at the same time during the Trump era and, and continues now. It's been kind of slowed, maybe. Um, but Trump, but you know, Joe Biden's no progressive. You know, he's still very much a sort of less bad than the Republicans, but he's very much a sort of system Democrat. You know, so not, yes, he's better than Trump, but it, you know, he's he's very much trying to return to normalcy. But that, that's what kind of got us here in a situation where millions of people were too ignorant of reality and didn't understand that the person they were voting for was conning them. Even though there was millions of other people shouting from the mountaintops, don't vote that guy, anyone but him. He's a con man, you know. He's not successful at anything. He's just a guy who fucked up shit. Don't vote Trump, you know. But it became this like weird political thing, even though it's like, no, I, I didn't like him even when he was a Democrat. I, sometimes I, w I would see some kind of glimmer of something, some internal processing there of the hardcore Republican Trump supporter when I would say, no, I didn't like him even when he was a Democrat. I st still the same level of disdain.
it's not because he's got an R. The R is like, that's another thing altogether type of thing. It's like, oh, that organization picked him. So that makes me, you know, think lowly of that organization. That organization said, this guy represents our values. Donald Trump, the famous con man guy. Famous for bankrupting companies, cheating on his wives, being racist, sexist, stupid, a whore for publicity, and then becoming a game show host. The Republican Party said twice that Donald Trump represented them. Represented the Republican Party's ethics, their morals, and what they stand for as an organization. Donald Trump is their representative. He is their choice. Okay. So that's what they stand for as an organization. They stand for lying, cheating, uh, violence toward those that disagree with you. Huh. They stand for catering the entire U.S. government to benefit the wealthy and then sticking it to the working class. Hmm. Okay. That doesn't sound very appealing. You know, catering the entire government to benefit you personally. Republican Party is very much for that. Allow the wealthy people to basically just kind of do whatever the fuck they want. What is the appeal in that? You know, but Republican parties, they've just become very bold in the last few years. And I think they're, I'm optimistically thinking that they are pushing their luck. There are a lot of very smart, hardworking people who have, for whatever reason, were lulled into Trump. Why, how, where did it begin? What happened there? I think that's, that's, historians are going to be studying that. What happened? You know, how, how did this come to be? You know, but I think there is an awakening coming. You, you know, there will be more and more that are just, it's going to kind of, you know, in waves, there are going to be people snapping out of it that have, were lulled into this Trump conspiracy, Fox News, just sort of hotbed of just BS probably just stirring around constantly you know it, it'll make you crazy you know it'll fuck up your whole perception of the world and life and reality you know and how to be and what what other people are like and stuff you're gonna have all kinds of weird judgments of people that you don't even know watching fox news and stuff all the time you're gonna start hating people they haven't even met yet you know it, it's a very much a a, a stir of division and hatred that the whole Trump, modern Republican Party, Fox News, conservative media ethos. It's, it's all about that kind of resentment and rage and anger. But not towards the people that are causing those things. You, you know, it's sort of false equivalency type stuff, you know. Republican Party cutting taxes for the wealthy and cutting taxes for corporations and then cutting funding to programs that benefit working class people. That's a very real negative thing that the Republican Party does that has very real negative impacts on people, real life people. Life just gets a little tougher when there isn't basic infrastructure investment, you know, when things start falling into irrepute, makes life a little more difficult, a little more stressful, you know. Um, yeah, when schools start falling apart and stuff like that, but when things are invested in like that, sometimes it's the most basic things when you got those kind of lined out.
it's a nice little foundation and that's the thing to keep in mind with a lot of with the alternatives which I'm offering more is hoping for more is not so much like vote Democrat but more vote progressive why not have a government that represents the interests of the people and stop getting distracted by what Fox News is telling you and regurgitating Fox News talking points you know healthcare as a right education as a right universal basic income if your objections universal basic income are some people won't work what do you care you could not work but are you really gonna enjoy that lifestyle if you become accustomed to a certain type of lifestyle not working and living off the universal basic income is probably maybe it'll work for you but maybe not that's not gonna work for everyone yes some people will do it forever maybe all of them no most likely not but again what the fuck do you care you get the universal basic income too even if you're working full-time so go had it everybody gets it and it'll be a percentage thing divvied up based off of economic performance so we all participate in the economy and then we all get some sort of check every quarter or whatever of the dividend a small fraction of a fraction of a percent on just about every transaction of all kinds of things bigger trans bigger amounts on bigger things that should be should be taxed biggerly and all that sort of thing it's just it's just basic accounting type stuff and it's just what percentage and that's all you need to do and then, but again it's just a big huge massive aggregate amount based off of census data this is how many people there are this is the amount that was collected boom boom doom and you cut the checks it's easy peasy what do the work, mass working class people do with that universal basic income they'll probably spend it are they going to stop working some may work less for a period of time some may stop working for a period of time some may refocus their priorities and decide that the current career they are in is not what they want to do and may shift to a different career now that they have the cushion to do so uh-oh would there be fewer working class people completely reliant on the corporate system that they may very well be the case which of course is why the republican party is against such progressive things yes you can't have thousands of small businesses unique individual businesses in towns you can't have towns with identity you know you need to have every city in america look exactly the same every single city have the exact same businesses it's more seamless that way for the big macro massive economy it's easier to predict national indicators and stuff when you have these big massive entities that control the entire one entire sector of an economy in a particular region and that's the way the Republican Party would prefer it to be obviously universal basic income creates far more small business true small business where there's you know one maybe two locations in a particular area and that's it it's owned by a you know a family or a group of people that live in the area and they make the economic term widgets there are widgets factory there restaurant or whatever but there's one and maybe there's two or whatever it's a true small business they have 10 to 15 or more employees maybe as many as 50 but it's a vital business in the area I work for such a company and it's it's just it's so much better than working for a corporation and I wish this experience could be 
something that far more people could experience. And why not? Why do so many people have to work for corporations? There is a better way. Universal basic income can, get, can start getting us there. You can go for it if you have that great idea for a company, but, you know, you don't want to go on fucking Shark Tank and be in debt to some fucking millionaire, billionaire asshole who's going to, like, take over the thing or something. You just want to, you, you want to nurture it. So start small and stay small. Be the cool business in the town that you live and make a great business right there. Worry about branching out later. Why do you need to be bigger? You know, make a business that makes enough to pay its bills and then some. You know, why not? What's wrong with that? Nothing. <laughs> you know. Make enough to pay yourself a decent wage. Make enough to, as a company, to pay your employees a decent wage. And to make investments in your company. That's a successful company. What if it's not earning $100 million a year? So what? You don't need $100 million a year. There's plenty of small businesses where there's 10 to 50 employees or whatever, where the owner makes, you know, four, five hundred, maybe even over a million a year. That's plenty. That's a damn good living. You know, and we could have more of those, so we should stop voting Republican, though. That, that that's first, because we're, we're not going to get more small business with the continued vote for Republicans. They are very much a let big massive corporations take over your entire town, and let wealthy people with massive amounts of money just do whatever the fuck they want, without restriction. There are better ways. So we need better options. So first and foremost, stop voting Republican. Don't vote Republican. Who you vote for instead, that's another matter. And hopefully we'll come up with more options in the future. So hopefully a good review of where American politics is at the moment. Hopefully the coronavirus thing is winding down and hopefully people stay safe in this heat wave that's around the country. Um, nestled inside right now on this nice blistering hot day outside stay safe out there make sure you register to vote and all that sort of good thing god bless this is gary thinking out loud <laughs>